Welcome to another edition of Inside City Hall, the official podcast of the City of Oregon City, where we give you the who's, the why's, the how's, and all those other fun questions of how your community operates. Today, we're trying something a little different. I have three people that are guests for the podcast right now. I'm going to go through and I wrote down your titles so I don't demote anybody because that's a horrible (laughs) thing to do publicly. Now, first off, I know Hannah's title. She works with me over in the communications department. We have Hannah Schmidt. She's our community engagement specialist. To her right, I did I get the directions right? Yes, Lucky Lucy, ready? Tiny. Yes. <laughs> to her right, we have R.J. Albert. He is the Recreation Program Coordinator. Yes, and sir. And then to his right, on the left, we have Taylor Miller, and he is the Rental and Events Coordinator over at the Pioneer Center, but it actually covers all of the parks and recreation <laughs> facilities, which is about, I think, 10 or 12 million facilities? Sure. Something like yeah. that? Okay. okay <laughs> For good. now. The reason that I have all three of you on... Uh, you know why, but the listener doesn't necessarily know why, is because you're working on a uh, event, and it's not really a new event, but it's morphed over the years, something that has kind of taken on a life of its own and is actually coming up pretty soon in March. So I think, Hannah, you're going to lead things off with telling us what is coming up and kind of give us the history about it. Absolutely. So we have our Spring Forward event that is happening on March 9th, um, coming up here pretty soon. And this event originally started as a spring resource fair, and it had its first really preview last year after the mayor had signed the Monarch's Butterfly Pledge. And that happened back in September of 2022, I believe. And this was the first event that kind of marked the city's obligation to be able to help provide pollinator gardens um, because pollinator gardens are extremely beneficial and important to be able to help the populations of the monarch butterfly and so the spring resource fair last year was the first large event to be able to help distribute seeds pollinator seeds to the public Um, and there was a lot of environmental organizations there to help kind of promote environmental initiatives different recycling programs Um, but this year kind of having a new um, staffing group i'm a new um, person under the city as a a newer full-time community engagement specialist taylor is newer part of the team. Um, RG's been around for a while. Almost but, two years, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we kind of wanted to take um, this event in a different direction where it was more community-focused and not just environmentally focused. So we decided to add vendors who offered community resources as well as volunteer opportunities to kind of create more of a comprehensive event that coincides environmentalism and human health because both really go hand in hand together. That's actually one of the things that can often become a problem because people, you know, they need assistance on on various types of fronts, but they don't necessarily know what's available to them. And it's really not helpful if you have this wonderful service organization or agency or other um, body that can provide these services and they don't know about it. So this is kind of a one-stop shop for all the ways that people can find help on a whole variety of issues in their community. Exactly. And I think it's been really interesting, too, especially me um, being a new employee through the city, realizing not only the resources that we have within the city of Oregon City, whether it's through our talent program, through economic development or the different services that the Pioneer Center um, provides. But then also expanding on that and kind of reaching out locally to nonprofit organizations um, and other organizations to really see what the city of Oregon City has to offer. Taylor. The last I heard, 
we had like actually more than what the capacity I think was for this event. We actually had a really great uh, response from, mm -hmm. I, I don't, I, I guess we can call them vendors, although they're not necessarily vendors, but mm -hmm. it's kind of that setup. So give us kind of a rundown of some of the uh, types of uh, entities that are going to be there and uh, why people should go and check it out. Yeah, for sure. This event has really grown this past few months um, as the three of us have been working on finding these groups and reaching out. We have over 20 organizations or resources from Clackamas County and Oregon City that are represented at the event. Uh, some of the big highlights is the Oregon City Parks Foundation. We have the Clackamas County Sustainability and Solid Waste Program coming, which will be really nice for resources for recycling and environmental needs. Um, the neighborhood associations in Oregon City will be involved. The Downtown Oregon City Association, which, which helps support businesses on Main Street, they will be there. We have organizations like uh, NAMI Clackamas, YMCA of Columbia Willamette, um, a lot of youth organiza organizations, the Girl Scouts, the Boy Scouts will be present at the event, um, as well as a lot of city organizations that are under the city umbrella, like the library, the Pioneer Community Center, Parks and Recreation. So a lot of different resources and really focus on family opportunities um, for all ages. You know, there might be someone who comes with their two young kids, but their, you know, mom might need some senior-related services, so she can come down to the Pioneer Center, and the kids might want to go to the swimming pool and, you know, take a swimming lesson or one of the, you know, fun activities that they provide. So it will be a great place for people, like we've all said, to see all the things they don't know about in the community and learn more about maybe the things they've heard about either, you know, Facebook or just word of mouth. Um, so we're really excited to have so many opportunities in one space in the Pioneer Center on March 9th. It'll be really awesome. You brought up a very interesting point. So now there's an opportunity to bring RJ in, and then we'll continue to go around. But um, he mentioned the uh, programs at the pool and so forth. You all have something going on constantly. I don't know when any of you <laughs> sleep, actually. Um, so talk a little bit about what people will be able to find out um, about the pool when they're at this event and maybe go on a little beyond that as well. Yeah. Yeah. So I think, uh, the, the biggest thing that we do is our swim lessons. It's always sold out. It's always really tough to get into our lessons. Our next registration date is March 6th at noon. If you haven't been to our registration website, it's amelia.com, A-M-I-L-I-A. Please, please make an account before. Check what lessons you need before because they are sold out in a minute or two. And then we get a bunch of calls, people saying, this is like a concert. How come I can't get tickets? <laughs> and we have to say, I'm sorry, there are just more people than we can currently fit the need of. Uh, we add lessons all the time. So get on a wait list if you can't get into a lesson, because we will call people on those wait lists as more sessions are added. One of the things that uh, was mentioned that's going to be there are some, like, some volunteer opportunities. And I know that's something that you're tasked with, Hannah, is kind of getting the community aware of the opportunity to volunteer, kind of going beyond the same 12 people that we see running, running every event and so forth. So what are some of the opportunities that are going to be highlighted at this event? So a lot of the different opportunities through the Pioneer Center, whether it's kitchen helpers, dining room hosts, um, also, coming into this position, I've had the opportunity to reach out to some different departments and ask for their needs of what volunteer opportunities um, they could, you know, take hold of. I feel like here at the city, we have a lot of dedicated employees, but sometimes there's side tasks or little projects that you can be able to hand out to dedicated volunteers 
and not only give them the opportunity to engage with the community, but also give them, you know, some insight into the functionings of the city and give a little break to the employee staff. So our city recorder reached out to me and he is looking for some transcriptness or somebody who's interested in record keeping. So that's something we'll be advertising for as well, along with a new volunteer program that I am um, hoping to be able to start up with the assistance of Parks and Recreation and Public Works as well. It's in the works right now, but we're hoping to start an Oregon City Ivy League team. Um, which will constitute of a group of individuals to go out and be able to um, do some English ivy cleaning up in various amounts of the properties around uh, Park Camera. But you you brought up, again, you know, some of those volunteer opportunities, Taylor, and the, the Pioneer Center is another phenomenal opportunity, both in terms of the services that are offered there for the community, but then for somebody who may be looking to give back. So kind of run through some of the opportunities on either side of that there at the Pioneer Center. Yeah, so Hannah mentioned that we have volunteer opportunities for uh, what we call kitchen helpers. We provide a congregate lunch every Monday through Friday at 11 a.m. Um, it's a very low-cost opportunity um, for anyone uh, over 60 years old. It's a $3 suggested donation. Anyone under 60 is a 4 50 fee, which is a really cheap lunch. You get a full meal. So that can't happen without volunteers helping our nutrition um, coordinators put that meal together. They also focus on the Meals on Wheels program. The Pioneer Community Center provides meals to residents in Oregon City and Westland that receive Meals on Wheels. That has a very large group of volunteers that are drivers um, and then also people that help within the kitchen to prepare those meals as they go out uh, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday of each week. So it's a huge undertaking. Those are always open. We always need more volunteers, always looking for new opportunities there. I just want to jump in real quick and bring that out. And I I can't remember the exact number. Hopefully you can get there closer than me. But the number of meals that were delivered last year is astonishing. I mean, we're talking tens of thousands, correct? Uh, Yes. Um, I don't have those exact numbers. I'm so new. I'm like a baby here at the city. It's actually my third uh, month, like anniversary next uh, Thursday. So uh, we can get those numbers though, and I'm trying. I'm trying to look media. it up. So keep talking. You I'm looking have, it up you may off find camera it before I can think of it because <laughs> I don't know what last year's was. Um, but at the Pioneer Center, beyond the Meals on Wheels and the nutrition program, we also provide a lot of social services for seniors. That can be just information of resources that they need within the community. We have a law project that comes in every month and really helps with like estate planning or will um, preparation needs. We do a foot care clinic in our facility. We provide energy assistance. Um, We also have transportation. So we pick up a lot of patrons that need to come to the center that can't drive on their own each day to receive either the congregate meal, one of these social services, or just one of our fun activities. We do a lot of fun things pretty much every day of the week. Um, We had our first movie matinee last Wednesday for Valentine's Day, which was very popular. Um, And we really liked that. So that's something we're hoping to continue as one of those fun activities um, going on at the community. Okay. I found it. It was 37,000. 37,000. Nicely done. You pulled that right out. Yep. Right here. here. (laughs) 37,000 meals delivered though. And again, you couldn't do this without the help of some really phenomenal volunteers. Yeah. Without volunteers, it would not happen. And also with community support, March is our March for Meals. It's a national campaign. This year, they're uh, using hashtag save lunch. Um, we're hoping to raise, you know, as much money as we can to help offset cost of the Meals on Wheels. If you can imagine, those 37,000 meals 
are not free for us to put together and provide to the community. Um, and so the March for Meals program, if you go to local businesses, you might see a donation jar, put in a dollar, put in 25 cents, anything helps. Um, if you come to the center, there'll be ways that you can donate. You can also donate online if you look us up on the Oregon City website. Um, so yeah, volunteer, donate, help us out with Meals on Wheels or anything happening within this. Give early, give often, yeah. correct? <laughs> So, RJ, um, what about at, at the pool? Because, again, talking about programming, I'm not sure when any of you sleep either. Yeah. Um, are there opportunities for people to get involved at the pool on a volunteer level? If so, what are they? Yeah, we, uh, we have a couple of different ways you can volunteer. <laughs> we do weed pulling in the facility uh, fairly often. And then we also have our summer camp counselor volunteers. We last year had four or five of those. Uh, it was mostly kids aged 13 to 15 who couldn't be counselors yet, but wanted to volunteer. It's really a good way to get your foot in the door if you do want to be a counselor for the next summer. Uh, come in, volunteer, get some experience, and then you have something really good to talk about in your next interview if you are going to interview with us. Very cool. So let's talk a little bit about programming coming up. You mentioned the uh, the swim lessons. Those go very quick and everything. They do. But I want to uh, you know, know a little bit something that I want to go over something that is kind of new and kind of expanded and that's the indoor playground that yeah. went insanely popular uh after the ice storm it did yeah uh word got out for sure that we do an indoor playground we are currently offering it tuesday through friday 9 30 a.m to 1 30 p.m and the indoor playground is mostly geared towards kids age one to four they can come in, play during the time. Usually there's 15 to 20 kids in the community room of the pool running around. So we've expanded as much as we can. We're trying to get as many people opportunities to get in there as we can. We actually just added a new opportunity, a Sunday rental for the indoor playground. So you can rent the community room. We set up tables, chairs, and a playground for kids. Great opportunity for birthday parties. It's a fairly inexpensive way uh, to bring people together into that facility. So, Taylor, this is where people would contact you if they want to rent some of these facilities, correct? Well, if they're wanting to rent the playground, they would do that through the pool. Oh, that's not you. Uh, I don't do that. Okay. Um, <laughs> they can also, I think they can also do that on Amelia, right? Yep. As that well, they can go online and do that. So that makes it really easy. Yep. They can call the pool or they can rent it directly on Amelia.com. Yeah. If they want to rent something within the Pioneer Center, we have our ballroom, which is 3,500 square foot space, uh, holds up to 200 people. It's great for large events. We have a wedding coming up soon there, which is very fun. We also have a basement space, which holds 75 people. So really nice for birthday parties or bridal showers, those kinds of things. Those get rented pretty frequently. Pretty much every weekend, those spaces are being used. That would go through me at the Pioneer Center um, right now. Uh, but we also have our park shelters, which are super popular in the summer. Um, all of that can be done online on Amelia as well. So that's super easy to access and see when it's available, rent that shelter, do what you need to do there. Okay, let's bring it all home. Let's talk a little bit about the event itself, taking it back there. And, and Hannah, I'm going to ask you, but anybody can feel free to jump in on this one. Give us the, the who, what, when, where, why, how type of thing for the situation. When is it? Where is it? All that fun stuff. A little bit of the who, we're going to have about 20 different organizations. Um, one of the organizations that I'm really excited about that Taylor didn't um, mention was Soul Flags will be there. And this event is really catered, again, to everybody, but we really encourage families to come because we'll be um, not only providing opportunities for kids to be able to engage with Soul Flags and coloring, um, but we'll also have 
a little indoor playground at the event itself too. So that ties in very closely with the pool. Um, that way you can come in with your kids, have a nice little time, drop them off, maybe have them play around and then be able to walk around to the varying different resource tables and pick up lots of goodies, get some education about what's going on in the community. We'll also be having Xerces Society, which is an invertebrate um, conservation agency, doing a presentation on why pollinators are so important. Um, we also will be having a presentation from Clackamas Sustainability and Solid Waste about the do's and the don'ts of recycling. Um, and we'll have more information on that on exact timeframes when they'll be presenting, but they'll be short 20 minute presentations outside of the larger area of the um, Pioneer Community Center where the event is taking place. Um, that way you can have a little bit more intimate experience with those presenters one-on-one. -on -one. All right. Is there anything anybody else should know about this event before we get leading, uh, before we uh, uh, let them go? Is there a place to go for more questions or anything like that? More vendors, any of that kind of thing? If you go to the Oregon City website and search for the uh, Spring Forward, make sure you put Spring Forward Resource Fair. It will take you to the page for that. Um, all the information, the time, uh, March 9th, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. is all there. There's also a list of a lot of the organizations that are involved and I believe links to some of their pages. So yeah. um, Hannah helped put that together. So uh, all the information can be found there at the Oregon City website. And did we do a Facebook event as well? We have posted on, on Facebook. You did, Jared. Um, I don't remember what I did. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of posts that we do throughout the city. Um, but City Hall posted it on their Facebook page and then Parks and Recreation did as well. Um, and then, of course, yeah. Tune in to this podcast to be able to see something else. I also want to highlight is last year at the event, there was the first hundred participants who walked in and um, were able to come to the Spring Forward event, received a free tote bag. Um, and Subaru is sponsoring us in that again to be able to distribute recyclable tote bags um, to the first 100 participants who are able to come and show up. And there's going to be a variety of different goodies within those bags, including some seeds to be able to, you know, contribute to those pollinator gardens and a lot of other great educational opportunities and a free pass to be able to enter into the pool and the um, Armatinger house. So really, really great stuff for the community to come on March 9th, 2024, that's a Saturday at the Pioneer Community Center. Perfect. Getting those dates out there multiple times. I appreciate yes. that. Yeah. Um, so, all right, let's uh, wrap this up. Is there um, March 9th, like you said, at the March Pioneer 9th. Center, 10 to 2? Yes, I think this is a really great, fun way to, um, you know, get people involved, get them educated, because it, it's it, people are looking for something, but it's hard to necessarily inform people about those type of opportunities. So this is a really fun way to get the word out there and, and kind of bring the community together, especially after what's really been a long winter. And they could probably use a chance to get out of the house a little bit. Absolutely. For sure. All right. Thank you for joining us today and uh, for giving the information on the event. Thank you for joining us on Inside City Hall. We'll speak with you next time. 